Let's do this. <laughs> I can't take you seriously now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Analog on Relay FM. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a free trial, visit lynda.com slash analog, hover, simplified domain management, and dash, where you can create beautiful dashboards in just a few clicks. My name is Mike Hurley. Mr. Casey Liss is my co-host. Hi, Hello. Casey. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. Casey, were you excited? Are you, have you bought a new Mac yet? It's probably more or a new iPad. No, I have not bought a new Mac nor a new iPad. And this is not a tech show. We each have our independent individual tech shows. So this will only be a very brief mention. But uh, as we record this on Thursday, the something 16th, um, this was the day that Apple did their new iPad, so iPad Air 2 is out, and I watched the live stream. It actually worked very well for me. Kind of underwhelmed by the offerings. I am not a desktop Mac kind of guy. Uh, I like laptop Macs, and although my two uh, Macs are kind of old, um, early 2011, uh, high-res anti-glare MacBook Pros, this is pre-Retina, I have not yet replaced either of them. In fact, I'm recording tonight on Aaron's Mac, which is a nearly brand new 13-inch MacBook Air, because that's the one that actually knows how to stay quiet and not put its fans on jet engine mode whilst I record. So, Why haven't you replaced your laptops? So I haven't replaced my personal one because... It has a 750 gigabyte hard drive, which is full enough that if I were to get a new Mac, I would either need to not have all of my data on that hard drive and have to do the like stick some on my Synology or put it on some other external hard drive, which I really don't want to have to do, or spend a considerable amount of money on like a one terabyte SSD. And that's a very long way of me saying I'm too cheap. I am incredibly interested to understand what you have on your laptop that's taking up close to 750 gigs. You know, that's a good question. Hold on. Stall for a second while I reach and grab it. So I will I will start actually with the first piece of follow-up today, which Excellent. is potentially my favorite piece of follow-up that has ever happened. As pointed out to me by a friend of the show and listener, Rob Lewis, I'm actually 26, not 27. Like I said on last week's episode. <laughs> well, so what year were you born? 1988. He is correct. You are so uh, young. I actually can't believe that this was pointed out to me as a piece of follow-up. And when I received it, then did then got a calculator out. <laughs> I have been recently telling everyone, and I've been very, very convinced that I'm 27 years old. I am not 27 years old. I'm 26 years old. So I just gained a year on myself. So I'm very happy about that. I am 27 on January the 31st. If everybody wants to mark that in their calendars, they can. But that yes, so thank amazing. you, Rob, for providing me with the best piece of follow up that we've ever received on any show ever. I think. So Mike, Mike got his age wrong. <laughs> So is this, this is an honest question. I am not trolling or anything. Are you uncomfortably obsessive about collecting 
random information about your friends. That's a bad way of phrasing it, so let me be more specific. No, I, Whenever, know, what you, I know what you're saying, but go on. Yeah, so anytime anyone mentions a birthday, or if for some reasonable reason I have uh, been given their home address or something like that, I always put that into my address book, contacts, whatever you call it, on iOS or on OS X, because you never know when you're going to need it. And I bring this up because, sure enough, I looked you up in my address book, and I see that your birthday is January 31 of 1988. And so I could have done this math and looked this up myself, but I didn't. Additionally, I have your home address here. I've never shipped you anything. I have no idea why I have your you home address. You probably don't have my home address. You probably have my shipping address. And I'm, I am interested to understand how, why you have that. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't want to read it to you because that would be a little uncomfortable. Tell me tell me but, the door number. I mean, that's not an issue. Like the house number? Yeah. 108. Yeah, you have my actual home address. <laughs> how? how do I have that? I don't know why you have it because how I don't give it thing? out. I don't, how is this a thing? I don't even know. Like even to my friends because, <laughs> because I, I, if you ever need to send me anything, that's not – well, it will be soon because I'll be working from home. But it's never been the right place. I have a, a relative's address where I have things sent. That's so weird. So, so right? I, I keep addresses because if I ask for somebody's address, I'm probably going to need it again. I don't record birthdays and stuff, but I know you do this because uh, – Yes, Casey, that is my home address. Um, <laughs> I know you do this because you are like my, you are like the birthday canary in the coal mine for me <laughs> on Twitter. Like you, you will tweet happy birthday to somebody. I take that as red and then just then just tweet to them too. So like I think you did it with Jason Snell. Uh, I remember you doing it with underscore. You're very good at that. See, but the thing is, like with Snell, um, I don't believe did I. I didn't have, I do now have, but did not have his birth year. And so that's very uncomfortable. Well, it's not really uncomfortable at all, but it makes me uncomfortable because I really want to be able to say like on a 40th birthday or a 20th birthday, or in your case, a 15th birthday, for God's sakes, that, hey, happy 15th birthday. And I can't do that if I don't know a year, but it's not often that someone either says, oh, today, you know, today is my 32nd birthday, or alternatively, I was born in 1988 or whatever. And so uh, Snell somehow at some point mentioned how old he was or when he was born. And so I immediately made sure I wrote that down because I'm crazy. I actually have Jason's anniversary in here, too, in case you'd like to know that. Yeah, see, now that's too far. Well, no, that's nice, isn't it? Because hey, happy anniversary. But do you do you wish happy anniversary to people when you're not part of the anniversary? I sometimes, if it's someone that I don't mean this in the way it's probably going to come across, but if it's someone that I like and I'm pretty sure likes me, yeah, why not? There's there is a certain cuteness to you, <laughs> and this is too not cute. No, no, this is part of it. Where, like, to you, it's like, well, of course I want to wish somebody a happy anniversary. I don't know anybody else on the planet that feels necessary to wish somebody who's not in their, at least in their family, a happy anniversary on their anniversary. But I think it's one of the things that makes you so sweet. Because, you know, in your mind, it's just such an innocent, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like just this innocent thing to do. It's like, well, of course, of course I would wish them a happy anniversary. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a creeper. That, that. Collecting that information, where do you put it? In uh, address book or contacts, whatever it's called. So whatever's built into OS X and iOS. 
Because you can, you have fields, or it has fields for almost all these things, I believe, out of the box. Yeah, and I'm sure you add a bunch too, don't you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm sure Shoe I have size, here or there. Half size. <laughs> oh, man. Palm size. Just all these things, really. Do you, like, measure people when you meet them and just, like, record all that information? Yes, I bring a tape measure with me. And I make sure to get all applicable measurements. Basically, I could make you a suit or a custom set of Italian shoes if necessary. Do you keep size information about loved ones, though? Like, in general, uh, like if you want to buy them gifts and things? I don't think so. Like, I would about Erin, but I know most of her sizes off the top of my head. Oh, um, husband of the year, everyone. <laughs> but I will say that for the longest time, I couldn't remember what size button-down shirts I buy. And I, I, I don't know if it's probably the same in the UK, but in the US, um, when you get out of crappy button-down shirts and into mediocre button-down shirts, there's a neck size and a arm length size i'm sure there's a term for this and i don't remember what it is hi matt alexander well anyway um just arm length will probably do you you probably don't need length and size in the same well there's that but anyway the point being that i wrote down my own neck and arm size for in somewhere in like an ios note or something like that because for the longest time i could never remember how big my torso and arms and neck are do you you keep that stuff in notes in ios uh, I used to. Now I use Evernote mostly. This is the most that, boring conversation ever. We no, no, it's not. This is. I find this fascinating. This is fascinating. People will love this stuff because uh-huh. this is where. No, seriously, because this is where like real lives and technology meet. I wondered if you was going to say you use Evernote. What else do you use Evernote for? Um, all sorts of things. Um, let's see. Oh, I do, do I not have it installed on Aaron's computer? Oh, that's not good. Why? Um, I don't know why. Why do you not? Why do you need it installed on her computer? Well, exactly. But as it turns out, I kind of wish I had it installed right now so I could answer your question. Don't install it. I'm not. I'm instead going to grab my iPhone. We never never got back to what's on your Mac. Oh, yeah. That's because it's uh, churning because it has a platter hard drive. And so it's trying to figure out, oh, nuts. I don't have, uh, I'm not signed in on my iPhone, so I can't easily answer your Evernote question. But um, I don't know. I keep uh, silly things like the service history for my car in Aaron's no, that's, car. That's extremely useful stuff to put in there. Yeah. So every time I go to the dealer, as I did today, actually, I will take the printout that they give me. I will scan it and I will put a PDF into Evernote. Um, I also really like, and I think I got this from Bradley Chambers, who wrote a really good book about Evernote called uh, Learning, Learning to, to Love, Love Evernote. Yeah, yep. we'll put a link in the show notes. In fact, knowing Mike, it's already there. And um, and in, in one of the things he said was when he gets a new appliance or something like that, he'll actually go to the uh, manufacturer's website and grab a PDF version of the owner's manual and put that in Evernote. And it's a freaking brilliant idea because it's much easier to search on a computer than it is in an index. Um, I'm trying to think what else I have in there. When I go on trips, yeah, that's uh, especially... The, I, this is my thing. This is mm-hmm. my thing, man. Evernote and vacations or any kind of travel, that's where it shines. Yeah, well, so years ago, I used to create what Aaron and I used to laughingly call the travel packet. And basically, this was like 20 or 30 pages, usually regardless of the length of the trip, about all the places we're going, usually printed Google Maps about how to get between them. Um, And this was predominantly pre-iPhone days, although it lingered for a while, even after I had an iPhone. I still Um, print things. 
I still print things in general, but a lot more rarely. And I don't generally print things when I'm going on a trip because yeah, no, that's um, the only time I ever do print things, even though I have it all in Evernote too. I, I print it all out. Yeah. See, I've gotten to use TripIt a lot, which is really, really nice. Um, if you're not familiar with it, basically you register with them and then you send an email or I'm sorry, any like itineraries or confirmation emails that you get, you forward to the TripIt email address. And by virtue of it coming from your registered email address, it will say, oh, this is from Casey. And it will parse the um, the email that you've sent and add an itinerary item to your trip. And it doesn't work flawlessly, but it works really, really well. Yeah, see, and I so just I email things. I email all that stuff to Evernote. Oh, really? Yeah, because you, you, everybody has an individual Evernote email address. Yeah, I knew that was a thing, but I've never really done it. So I just saved that in my contacts. And then whenever I get any emails from trip companies, mm-hmm. I just email them straight to Evernote and they live there. Um, yeah, very cool. Or, or I guess, see, this is one of those scenarios where it's like, this is why the Apple Mail app should have extension support. Because mm-hmm. then I could just use the Evernote extension and put it in there. Yep, that's what I do with web pages on the Mac. You know, it, yeah. there's the the book or not the bookmarklet, the uh, extension for uh, Safari because I use Safari like most people should on a Mac, and yeah, uh, it's wonderful. Use Chrome. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, the uh, extension, which I'm sure is also for Chrome, is wonderful. Yes. It is. is that a ding? <laughs> <laughs> I ex- I'm I'm drinking from a canteen thing that i got from xoxo oh uh, yes because I, I i i drink a lot of water at home um and i always drink from like glasses of water and a couple of nights ago i put my iphone down on my bedside table i put my glass of water down on my bedside table and then came to the horrible realization that at some point in the night i could knock it knock it over having done this every night forever um, put those two things together, you know, the phone down and then the glass of water down. But now for some reason, I now think I'm going to destroy my phone. So now I, I've grabbed this canteen, which I knew I had somewhere and I'm drinking from that because obviously it closes up at the top. Nice. So that's just part of my neuroses. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I finally have logged in while you were talking to my Evernote on my phone and uh-huh. There's really not that much interesting in here. I do have manuals. I have service history for my car. I have a bunch of stuff related to our baby that we're going to have sometime in the next three to four weeks. Oh, my God. Um, A lot of work-related notes. Um, I also... Okay, so this is a little crazy, but I'm committed now. I I also really like to have um, menus from restaurants that we frequent handy. No, that's good. In PDF form in Evernote. Oh, I love that. So That's this way, awesome. if I'm if I want to see um, what is available at a restaurant, or especially if like a guest is over, and like let's say you come over and I say, "Hey, do you want to go to blah blah blah?" And you're like, "Well, I don't know. I've never heard of that place. What do they have? It's a very odd name, but I'll go with it." Then I can show you the menu for blah blah blah, and you can decide whether or not you want to go there. See, I I mainly use Evernote for um, say trip information. And me and and business stuff, and me and Stephen use it extensively for relay things. Um, so we share notes and stuff in there, but we also put um, like scan things in invoices, expenses, mm-hmm. contracts. Everything goes in Evernote, as well as some of that stuff goes in Dropbox too. 
we don't have a great like the system doesn't seem like it makes sense on paper but it makes a lot of sense to us which is probably the most important thing yeah we use it for that a lot so have you found out yet what's on your computer no, it is. So I'm using Disk Inventory X, I believe it's called, which is an app that shows, ah, uh, poop. There's a name for this graph. I don't remember what it's called, but it's this graph where basically um, it shows relative to all the fi- other files on your computer how big all of your files and directories are. A tree map. And, thank you. That's it, a tree map. And so it is currently still scanning um, my hard drive because it's, like I said, a 750 gigabyte platter and it is slower than dirt. Well, so should we take our first break then? Uh, we should probably take our first break, go through the next segment of the show, take the next break. And then, <laughs> and then at then that point, <laughs> perhaps at that point during the show, I will have some real-time follow-up. Excellent. Lynda.com is the first sponsor of this week's episode. They are an easy and affordable way to help individuals and organizations learn. With Lynda.com, you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on software, web development, graphic design, and more. When I say thousands, I don't just mean 1,000 or 10,000. Over 100,000 video tutorials live at Lynda.com, and all of those are available to you for the one low monthly price of $25. But let me tell you about all the fantastic stuff you're going to get for that. You're going to get videos that are produced with the highest quality. These videos are made by professionals. They are made by these experts, and they're talking about software just as it's being released. They're going to have stuff on OS X Yosemite. They're going to have stuff on Swift. It's all going to be there because this is the sort of stuff that Linda does. I'm going to tell you a bit in a moment about some of the other courses that they have. I was digging through lynda.com today and was just absolutely blown away by the selection. They have fantastic tools when you're watching these videos too like searchable transcripts. They have playlists, so you can create your own kind of course syllabus. You know, if you want to learn about something for your new business, oh, it touches on this, 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 and this, and they're different types of courses. You can add them together and do them at your own pace. You can also watch on the go with their apps for iPhone, iPad, or Android. They have courses for beginners, advanced. They cover all experience levels. So I mentioned, Casey, that I was looking through lens.com today. Because, you know, I've seen some of the courses that interest me mainly, you know. I've watched, like, some of the audio stuff and things like that. But I thought I'd take a look and just try and understand the breadth. So I found some on presentations. So not just, like, how to use PowerPoint and Keynote better, but also courses on how to actually give good presentations. So these are the types of things that can make you better in the workplace. But then I also saw some stuff about web design, right? They have courses on every language available. HTML, CSS, Drupal, jQuery, Node.js, you name it, they have it. You can, you can even learn how to make your website responsive and be like all of the cool kids if you want. Lynda.com, they have courses on everything. I personally recommend uh, the Logic Pro 10 courses. Um, found them very, very useful. They also have some great GarageBand courses as well. You don't have to jump straight in at Logic Pro 10 if you want to make a podcast. They also also have some stuff about just making podcasts and some of the things that you want to consider if you want to make something incredible like what me and Casey do every week, of course. <laughs> now, we have a great deal with Lynda.com to provide you with a special offer to access all of these courses for free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash analog to sign up. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog you can choose the way you want to spell it and you can get unlimited access to all of these courses so you can see for yourself just how lynda.com will be for you thanks to lynda for the support of this show all right real-time follow-up okay the tree map is complete 
and I think I see the problem. And oh. I did not know this until just now. Uh, my iPhoto library, which, if I recall correctly, I do not have it um, rearrange my images. I haven't used iPhoto in like two years now. But what do you the mean? Way I, so I believe that the way you you can have iPhoto basically like suck in images from other places and duplicate them. iTunes has a similar setting, I thought. Maybe not. Um, okay, so I might be talking crazy talk, but suffice it to say, the, the moral of the story is my iPhoto library is 76 gigabytes, and we haven't had a kid yet. Whoa. Um, I have a Windows VM that's 10, 15 gigs, although that could go away. Um, I have another VM that I use when I want to do something stupid, which is another 10 gigs. Oh, I have apparently a couple copies of the Avengers that I don't need. That's exciting do you see um, do you see how i'm helping you here yeah you are you can you can now buy a new mac yeah i don't i don't know if i'd go that far um let's see like my home directory see disk inventory x is good but not you should great. delete your home directory and make see it says like it's the space. five no that can't be right because it says it's like it. five gigs no it's i'm no let's not do that thank you i don't know i'm gonna have to look through here but suffice to say it's i have 53 gigs free of 750 gigs so I'm now looking on my Mac. I have a Retina MacBook Pro. Why do you got to show off? Because it's how I am. I have 389 <laughs> gigabytes free of 499 gigabytes. So do you not take many pictures? I'm I'm honestly asking. I'm not trying to mess with you. Yeah, I take enough. I mean, I don't have a baby, so I don't take that many. Well, but like, why? Well, oh, that's a good point, actually. Um, let me see. I'm going to my photos folder because I keep them all in Dropbox. Oh, I have a four gig file and lost plus found. That's probably not good. I don't even know what that means. This is the most boring. I'm sorry. This is the most boring podcast. No, ever. This, is fan- this is really fascinating. I have 11 and a half gigabytes of photos just on this machine. I have an external hard drive that has photos before 2007. See, I have every pretty much every picture we've ever taken on here. And you I don't want to have that. I don't want to have that. I don't want to have to split it up, though, Mike. You don't need it, though. Uh, How often do you look in them? You, you, you never do know. not need them on your machine. Plus, if I want to look at them, I'll totally go here and not to Picture Life. I'm being sarcastic. I would totally go to Picture Life first. So you don't even need them on there. I know. I know. Get them off that machine and put them on an external Okay, so my so in pictures, I have them. I have my pictures very loosely sorted by the location in which they were taken, um, which... Mm, it's hard to describe. Really, it's like the phase of my life. And so the phase of my life when we were in Richmond, those pictures, which is separate from the 75 gig um, uh, or iPhoto library, those pictures taken during the time we've lived in Richmond since 2008 is 35 gigs. And I have a whole bunch of pictures from when we lived in Charlottesville. That's seven gigs, four gigs when I was in Connecticut, Let's see, 16 gigs worth of pictures from my iPhone, 30 gigs worth of pictures and movies from my iPhone that I haven't handled. It's mostly pictures is what it boils down to. Oh, man, this is a disaster. I need an intervention. Yeah, you really do. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so let's talk about something that's more exciting than what's stored on my uh, computer. I don't know. I thought that was pretty exciting. Um you posted something to your website. I had already seen the image, I think, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a a super cute picture of you and, and your lovely lady, Erin. And 
baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you, you said these are maternity photos. Is this a thing? Like, I don't know. Um, it is, it's not required for lack of a better term, but a lot of people like to capture, um, images of the couple, the parents, soon to be parents while the baby, or in some cases, babies are still in the womb. And it's, I, especially for us, since this is our first child, it's kind of neat to see how blissfully ignorant we are about how wild our world is about to become. Yeah. And so uh, what we did was we, so every year, ever since we uh, met in 2005, Aaron and I will go to a place in Charlottesville called Carter Mountain Orchard. And unsurprisingly, it's an apple orchard. We go pretty much every October and we go and pick apples. And it sounds silly, but it's something that we've done literally every year for nine years. We've not missed once, to the best of my recollection. And we really, really like it. And as I wrote in my uh, blog post, it's really nice to kind of go back to something that's been consistent throughout your entire relationship. And that's a really neat way to kind of reflect on where you've been, especially since in the case of Carter Mountain Orchard, we can literally look down from the orchard, which is on a big hill, to the apartment complex that we used to live in. So we can literally and figuratively look back at where we've been and it's neat to just reflect and do something and have that consistency throughout our entire relationship. And if we ever moved away from this area, I would suspect that we would probably try to find a roughly equivalent orchard wherever we go. So even though it won't be exactly the same, it'll be similar. Surely you'd go back here every year though. It's one trip a year and it's a Well, if it involved if we were in California for some reason, let's say, then I don't think we would be flying back to the East Coast just to pick apples, but who knows? Um and so anyway, so yeah, so this past weekend, weekend before this past, um, we asked the underscore family, and that includes not only Dave, but um his lovely wife Lauren and their two kids to meet us down there, mostly because we hadn't seen them in a while, but also because um speaking of cameras. Dave has a really nice DSLR and the best camera we have is my iPhone six. And so we thought, Hey, why don't you come down? We'll get to see you. And then we'll take a few shots of Aaron and I in the orchard. And this all sounded lovely and wonderful until it ended up that it was uh, British weather outside at the orchard. Lovely it was basically mean. pea soup. And is it mushy peas or mushy peas? Mushy. Thank you. Anyway, the point is it was pea soup. And so the picture on my blog post on the left quite obviously was taken at the orchard and actually looks pretty darn good considering. But what you don't appreciate from this picture is that the view from this orchard is just phenomenal. I mean, this is right in the Blue Ridge Mountains or very near the Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, which is this gorgeous mountain range that runs through Virginia and uh, North Carolina and Tennessee. And usually it's just stunningly, stunningly beautiful at this orchard. And the visibility that day was like 500 meters or something like that. And so that didn't work out as much as we'd hoped. But the following morning, it was a little bit clearer. And so that's the picture on the right. That's us in front of our house. Don't be creepy. And um, so Dave was able to take a few shots then as well. And I don't know, it's just this tradition that we always had and, and hope to always have. And it's funny because one of the first things we said to each other when we found out we were pregnant was that um, that we would we were excited to take Sprout to Carter Mountain in the in the fall, and so we have taken taken Sprout there in utero, and so next year, barring any major weirdness, we will be taking Sprout there as as a, as a person, and I'm really looking forward to that. You're struggling more with that. 
With what? To to just say taking sprout. Mm. You're finding it harder now. Mm-hmm. I can hear you every single time you say it. You're like, yep. Ah, ah, just well, for a second. Yeah, and the thing of it is, is that we're so close it. now. I know. Well, firstly, it's it's getting really close. It's in the next month or less. Um, but beyond that, we haven't like publicly stated whether Sprout is a he or a she. And it's not a big secret, but I don't, I kind of want to do something more than just casually throw in either he or she. And so because of that, um, it, it's a little weird to try to put in Spr- the, the, the nickname Sprout rather than saying either he or she. I'm excited. I'm so pumped. I'm so freaking scared, but I'm so pumped. Are you more excited or scared? I think either is a fine response. Right now, excited. Two hours ago, scared. In an hour, probably excited still. An hour after that, scared. I don't know. It's crazy. We have the, uh, this past weekend, I quote unquote permanently mounted the car seat base in my car. Um, D. Sheehy in the chat just asked, if Sprout has a sister, will she be named Brussels? (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Uh, So anyway, so uh, we put the base of the car seat in the car, which means, you know, there's a, the the part that Sprout sits in is detachable. So you can carry Sprout around in this like carrier thing. And then when you get to the car, you just kind of click it into this base that's, that's, um, strapped into the car and so even though the due date isn't until early november i've been trying to like cross all the t's dot all the i's and get us ready aaron has too of course and so we i i put the car seat base into my car which was a big step like that's that's serious stuff do you have to go to the like the fire people you don't have to um it's certainly been recommended uh and we probably will do that at some point but the advantage of having a new-ish car is that it's relatively straightforward to plug in the car seat and i've certainly kneeled on it put all my weight on it pulled with all of my nerdy might and uh and not not pretty much it's not not to say it couldn't get even more you know strapped in but I, i am confident with how strapped in it is right now but do you guys, do you do you and your lovely lady have any traditions? Anything similar to Carter Mountain? Not yet, no. Well, how you guys have been together a year? We're approaching a year, so I don't... Oh, we, see, I need to write down your anniversary. Yes, you do. Don't <laughs> uh, on the account that we kind of haven't been together for over a year, I don't think we have any set traditions. Like That makes sense. Nothing. Because I think those things, they embed over time. You know, we had the little things that we do and the things that we enjoy, but I think it's multiple years before you start to get these these big traditions. Yeah. But I'm excited about those. I'll, I look forward to finding out what ours will be. Oh, they're the best. What mine? It's even stupid stuff. Like, I can't think of a great example, but just stupid things that become a tradition. Oh, man, those, those are awesome. So, uh, carrying on with follow-up, so I I think I mentioned this on the show, or maybe I did or I didn't, but I know I've said it in a few places. Um I asked for like I've I have asked for people to give me advice, people that I know that are working for themselves. Um and I've had a few emails. I actually have a couple of emails that I've read from friends who are probably listening to this. Understand that I have read your emails. I've just not taken the time to really digest them properly and respond, but I will because they're important to me. Um, about you know 
the way things that I should be doing, thinking about how do I live my life past full-time employment and into new home employment. And there seems to be a prevailing thing that has been suggested to me, which is set a schedule like, and stick to it. And in that schedule, make sure that you do, like, you get up at a good time every day, you get dressed, you know, take a shower, have breakfast, and, and stick to a schedule, get some exercise, those sort of things. It seems like working from home is going to be tough, like, in its own, and it comes with its own, like, problems, like its own hurdles, <laughs> because everyone is re- being really firm about giving me this advice, and everyone's giving me the same advice, but in their own way. So it shows me that this is clearly something everyone goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been thinking about, like, what am I going to do? You know, like, one, I've been trying to think, like, what what time will I be sleeping is one, and I know we've mentioned this, but I'm thinking, you know, I will probably go to bed at about 3 a.m. and wake up at like 10 or 11 a.m. the next day. Uh, I, I figure that that works, works pretty well for me. That's like seven, eight hours of sleep, and it puts me closer to sort of Eastern time, which is beneficial. Um, really, I can't, if I want to wake up and start work, there is no work to be done at the time that I wake up normally. Because everybody's asleep that I'm working <laughs> with, right? Right. Um, but even then, if I wake up at like my ten or eleven, that's still way early. So that's good. Like I get to, to then just do whatever I want to do before things start to kick in around noon, my time. Because mm-hmm. noon is like your six a.m. Mm-hmm. But I'm good on like seven eight hours of sleep. And there'll be days where I might sleep a little bit later. I may go to bed a little bit later. But that's kind of like my my kind of proposed ideal scenario at the moment um and then i'm trying to work out like what what are my routine things going to be so um i'm hoping that for you know for the holiday season this year i will receive i would quite like to have a a coffee grinder like a burr grinder so i can you know grind my own beans and stuff i have one of those i have a a uk version of, of tonks that gets delivered to me so like the pre ground stuff Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Pact Coffee, P-A-C-T, if people are interested. I, I like them a lot. Um, and I've been thinking about exercise, like genuinely, like really seriously thinking about it. So one of the things that I want to do is most days of the week take a, a good walk, like a long walk, um, partly because I want to listen to podcasts and <laughs> because seriously, like, you know, I've got to find time for them. And partly because, you know, yeah, I just think that it's really important to get that level of exercise because otherwise I will literally just be at home. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've been looking at gyms and things like that. Um, I haven't found one that I'm per- that's got, kind of got everything that I want yet, but that's something that I'm going to put a bit more time into. So I'm going to try and do more exercise and things like that. One that's really cool is the thing that I've, I've liked the look of is the swimming center from the london 2012 olympics mm-hmm. has recently been opened to become like a public bars um so i'll be that just you'd have probably don't call them public bars do you Mm-mm. no public swimming pool yeah i guess public pool public pool 
mm-hmm. you know, bars that hang over from the Roman times. I was going to say, uh, last time I was in the UK, I went to the Roman baths in uh, some city that I'm drawing a blank. Oh, it was a bath, actually? Yes. yes <laughs> I was letting you see how far you go with that. See, I brought it around quick enough. Uh, so, yeah, and that's something that I think I'll probably do a little bit more of. I quite like to... I, I love swimming, so I've got that. And then I'm going to try and find a good gym and take some classes. I say all of this now and give all of this detail because I want to follow up with it in maybe a few months' time and see how I do. So I figured it might be nice to get it all out on record. So maybe, in, I don't know, in like January, you can ask me if I'm doing my exercise every day. <laughs> and then I can tell you in between donut bites if I am or not. <laughs> you should uh, also be interrogating me. Uh, as, well, January time, Sprout will be old enough that there's at least a chance that there'll be some sleep in the list household. So at that point, maybe you can start pestering me or we can have Faith back to pester me about exercising as well. Well, I'll be asking you about coffee, too, at some point. Oh, God, I hope, I hope, I hope I can resist. You have no choice. I hope I can resist. So we do actually have some topics today. Do you want to tell me about something else that's pretty cool before we do that? This episode of Analog is also brought to you by our friends at Hover. Hover are the best place online, or offline, but definitely online, to buy and manage domain names. They are the only place that I think of when I want to buy a domain, and it should be the only place that you think of too. And there's some really simple, great reasons for that. Things like, who is privacy? So who is privacy is something that you're going to want if you want to keep your private information off of the internet. Uh, Many domain registrars will make you pay extra for this. Hover do not. They include it as part of all of their domain pricings and all of their domain sales. They believe that you shouldn't have to keep your private information private. And they do that. They they just bundle it in. Why Why should you have to pay to just not list some information, right? This is how Hover believe. That makes sense to me. And it's not like their domains are expensive so they can, you know, claw back this cost that they're giving to you. Hover have recently lowered pricing on loads of their TLDs. For example, .coms are now $12.99 American, which is fantastic. It's a great price. And Hover have everything. You know, they have the .com, .co, .me, .co.uk, if that's something that you would like to do. Uh, Casey, I was I, I horrified the other day when I, I think on ATP heard you say, .co.uk I just couldn't couldn't believe that so just disgraceful but they also have all of the things like .academy .sexy .coffee we should probably get like Casey.coffee and just have a picture of you in the morning or something they have all of those (laughs) I've bought a bunch of those from Hover as well my domain every now and then I get an email from Hover uh, and it reminds me to renew, you know, or it tells me this domain's going to be renewed depending on the, the setting that I've checked. And it's the only stuff that I ever get from them, which is great. Uh, they don't spam me every week. And I've been getting a lot recently, and it's because it's all of the silly domains that I was like registering. So I'm getting like, would you like to to renew volcano.co god here we go again so i'm getting a lot of those (laughs) recently because you know i am a a loyal hover customer they have fantastic customer support as well if you need to call hover they have a no hold no wait no transfer telephone policy but they have great email as well like obviously i'm not going to call them because it'd be expensive for me to call them but i've interacted with hover's email support before they have been super fast about getting back to me and helping me do some things that really I should know about, but they they just help me do it. 
They also have uh, their valet service. So if you're switching over from another registrar, Hover takes all of the hassle out of this. They let you switch from your current provider in the easiest way possible. They just take care of it. And they'll do this for free, whether you have 10 domains or 200 domains. I love Hover. I think you'll love them too. So go to Hover.com right now and try them out. You want to use the promo code QUITTER. That's Q-U-I-T-T-E-R at <laughs> checkout. That will get you 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com and it will show your support for Analog and Relay FM. Thank you so much to Hover for their continued support of this show. So recently I bought Marco.coffee on Hover in order Hover. to... I was def- really impressed by Marco's uh, correct pronunciation on ATP as well. He did That's the job. one he's always used. Which no, is no, Hover. When, when he did the, his fantastic British accent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so on Hover, I bought Marco.coffee just to mess with Marco. And I looked just now at myke.co.uk to see whether or not I could buy it to do something with it. I don't know what I would do. And unfortunately, it's parked. Not by me. No. And I'm very sad about that because I definitely would have done something silly to mess with you, although I'm not sure what. You could probably get Mike.uk, though. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'll have to check that out. Assume, actually, you know, I'm going to start talking. You're going to beat me to it. No, I don't um, but anyway, thanks to Hover to, for sponsoring. Now, Mike, um, now that you've quit your job, first, let me ask you, are things okay? Everything's progressing? You haven't been like thrown off the top of the building or anything like that? Oh, I've had a horrible week, man. Is that true? Because... Okay, I take, even when I didn't enjoy my job, and which has been, you know, here and there, or when I knew I was going to leave my job, I've always taken pride in my work. I believe that you, you know, put as much in as you want to get out of it. And, and right. I work hard at the stuff that I do, the campaigns that I run. I work hard at them because I want them to be good. I am still putting that effort in, but it's a lot harder because it doesn't matter. Because a bunch of the stuff that I'm working on right now, I'll never see the end of it. Like mm-hmm. because I won't be there at the end. And also there's like this thing, it's like it actually doesn't matter anymore, but I'm still working really hard and now I want to get things in a really good shape. So I'm working harder. So it's like this mix of like it doesn't matter, but yet for some reason I care about it more. Like it's just right, been this right. horrible, like weird feeling this week. Like, I kind of wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, do I have to go? And then I get out of the house, and I've got this big grin on my face. It's like, no, I'm going to do this much longer. I'm like, I feel like, I feel a little bit schizophrenic right now. Like, I'm going through these, like, really weird, like, emotions. At one point, I'm really angry, and then the angry part of me then becomes that. It's, yeah, it's, it's just very peculiar. It's been a weird week. The, the job that I have is the fourth job that I've had in the 10 years 10 years, 10 years, I've been out of school. And every time I've left a job, I've had pretty much the exact same experience because I've never left, I've never left a job like really angry. And I, it seems like you, depending on the moment might be leaving really angry, but I I certainly have never left a job like genuinely really upset. And so as I've left, to your point, I've wanted to leave everything in a good state. Generally speaking, I've enjoyed my coworkers. In fact, I 
can't think of a time I didn't like my coworkers. And so I don't want to leave them like a steaming pile of poo that they have to clean up that I feel is all my fault. And so I'll work really, really hard, harder than I ever have. And then think to myself, my God, why am I busting my butt? It doesn't matter. Just like you were saying. And it's this like cyclical, awful thing that doesn't stop until you don't go into work anymore. Yep. And I've still got another couple of weeks of it. So as you've been telling people that you're leaving, presumably they've asked, oh, well, you know, what other mega bank are you going to or what are you going to be doing with your life? How does that go? How do you explain where you're going to be going to people that are used to, I almost said corporate America, (laughs) to people that are used to uh, big corporations in in the UK? Right. So this was this was something that I knew was going to happen and started to happen. So as I started to say to people, oh, I'm leaving, they'll be like, oh, where are you going? And then I'd explain to them and then they'd be like, yeah, I'll get into the, the nitty gritty of the explanation in a moment. And then, so I, I figured there's, one, I don't like telling everyone individually. It's insane. I don't enjoy it. I don't want to keep going through this process over and over and over again. So what I decided to do was we're going to have a, a night out to say goodbye to me, as is the usual thing. Um, leaving drinks, we refer to them as. Casey, I don't know if you have a similar sort of term. No, we don't have a term for it. That often ends up happening, but I want to make leaving drinks a thing in the US. So whenever it is that I leave my job, even if it's not for 20 years, I want leaving drinks. I'm putting yeah. it on record. So we'll, we'll have leaving drinks. I've already decided how I'm spending my last day. So we'll have leaving drinks on the Thursday. Um, I will be a little bit worse for wear on the Friday. Um, I have decided I will go in slightly late I will have breakfast with the team and I will leave by lunch that's my plan that's because awesome. I saw somebody do this like a year ago and I was so proud of them and I was yeah, like you I talked want to be like that. that guy did I? yeah yeah I was like I want to be like that guy so I'm doing that so sorry I've already told that story so no 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 just the, the, the this part of the story where you saw somebody stumble in drunk in last night's clothes yeah yeah. That's so awesome. I mean, it's terrible. It really is terrible. But if you're going to leave... That's the way to leave. That's the way to leave. Well, because I'd always had this... Because the way I want to leave, I won't... It, and it was always in my mind, is like in a blaze of glory. And then I get like the Bon Jovi song in my head. And <laughs> it's basically in the in the way where you, you flip a desk or something. Right, right. You know, I've always wanted to leave in that sort of drama. And I'm not going to do that. So I might as well just just do it this way um so what i decided to do was to arrange my leaving drinks so i called up a bar that is pretty good um and arranged like a table or something you know so we got like a little area in the bar and then just sent out an invite to everyone and in my invite explained what i was doing Mm -hmm. so i was like i'm leaving i was just about to say the name of the company i'm leaving (laughs) uh banky bank and i'm going to start my i'm going to uh work full-time on a business that i've been building for the last few years i'm a podcaster here is a link because this is something people always ask me for they ask me for my link which is just constantly so here is a link to what i'm doing if you want to check it out do that i hope that you can join me so now over the week People that don't know, don't understand what I'm doing, I think I like don't understand podcasting, are just not asking me anything um, because they're already just too bored. 
You know, if you know, <laughs> you know, when somebody says to you, like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a podcast. I'm a, if you ever, so this is, this is what I want to talk about was going through this process. So the people will ask me, like, what do you do? Or what is this thing that you do? People you always ask me about my blog, right? That that's, tends to be the thing. What is, what is your blog about? Like, no. Have you ever heard of podcasts? If somebody says no, you've lost them. That's it. Usually. So you say it's it's kind of like internet radio. Oh, yep, you're on the that's, radio? That's I was what like, I was well, no, not I'm not on the radio. People come and download at their own leisure. Oh, where do they do that from? And then, then I just say iTunes and leave the conversation because I can't go into it any further. Like, it's just we're not winning. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say I get it on iTunes uh, and that's that. Um so, but now I've, you know, so basically the people that have been coming up to me are asking me, um, what, you know, tell me about this thing or how's it been? And like, oh, how many, you know, how many people do you have listen? And I tell people and people are usually really surprised, uh, because they, you know, wouldn't assume that because our numbers are really good. Uh, they're not like astronomical, but they I think they're really good. I'm really proud of them. Um, and it's enough that it, it makes people go like, wow, okay, you are doing a business. I'm like, yeah, I've worked really hard at it. Um, I have had this weird thing. This is a slight rant, Casey, and I, and I hope that you'll you'll oblige me. I know I'm being very rambly at the moment. No, that's fine. I've had people say to me, um, I'm sorry if anyone's listening that has said this to me in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I tell people what I'm doing. Like, I will, oh, I've always wanted to start my own business. And then I kind of look at them and then I don't say anything more. Like, that is not a dream. Like, I want to have a business. Do you understand what I mean? uh, Ish. So I think the the fantasy of being your own boss, that is something one can aspire to. But I, I think I understand what you mean, that owning your own business is extremely ambiguous and kind and rather vague. But I do like, I, I, man, I'd love to be my own boss. I mean, I like my job, but oh man, would I love to be my own boss. But like, yeah, okay. But my my feeling about this is, okay, that's fine. Doing what though? Like you, the dream isn't, at least to me, the dream is not I own a business. The dream is mm-hmm. I own a business doing X. Like you have to have your thing. Right. And if you want to have like if your dream really is I will I want to own my own business, you first have to work out what it is you want to do. Right, right. And and there is no such thing as not having a boss. There yeah, is always a boss. There's always a boss. Mm-hmm. I I have more bosses with relay than I have in my bank. <laughs> On account of sponsors or and the audience. You mm. are a boss of mine, even though oh. I'm bo- even though I'm the boss of you. Yeah, I was gonna say we all heard it here first. Um, I mean, because but you know, because the, the bosses they take different forms. So it's like you are beholden to more people, and there are more people that can affect you in the way that you think that a boss would affect you. you right, know? right. As in, they can affect your money. Mm. So mm-hmm. you know, you end up with more bosses, I think, than. So there are there are a bunch of things, and I think you know, and maybe it's just because it's just my mindset. My my mindset is one that I decided I wanted to do a thing, and then I have my thing that I do, and then I decided to go and do it, as opposed to. So I just think if you you know if you want to do it first, you got to work out what it is you want to do. But 
But let me throw this over to you now anyway, because I've, I've rambled on for long enough. Uh, do, do you ever get people ask you a question where you tell them about ATP, or does it just, like, do you, do you bring it up? Um, I'd like to think I don't bring it up that often, because anytime I'd bring it up, I'd assume it would be like a not so humble brag. Um, but I certainly get asked about it periodically or sometimes, uh, Aaron will bring it up. Um, you know, if, if it's pertinent, um, which I think comes across a little bit better because it's not, Ooh, look at me. And I have a successful podcast. It's, Hey, you know, did you, did you know Casey's doing this thing on the internet? And the way I always describe it is, I, um, I have a radio show on the internet. Well, I'll start with podcast. And if I see, you know, whoever I'm talking to looking at me, like I have three heads, well, it's kind of an internet show for the radio or sorry, a radio show for the internet. And I like your idea of saying, oh, well, where do you get it? Well, on iTunes, because oftentimes what it, well, not often, but occasionally I'll get the question of, well, where do you get it? Well, you can download it from our website, blah, blah, blah. I think you're right. The better answer is just, but um, I, it comes up semi-often, and I think that's because it's become a fairly big part of my life. And like a great example uh, of when it might come up semi-naturally is if we are talking, Aaron and I, about you know her having taken a, a year's leave of absence from her job, which I hope to turn into a full time or a full leaving of her job. You know, oftentimes people will say, "Oh, well, you know, is that?" okay? Are you like, are you guys okay financially? And I can say, well, you know, it's not the same, but I make a little bit of money on my side thing, which is, you know, being a podcaster. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I didn't realize you had a podcast, but a lot of times people say, oh, what now? <laughs> so, yeah, I find it, mo I find more that I like, I head it off and I'm just like, have you ever heard of podcasts? That's how I start it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as opposed to i'm a podcaster and people go like ah. <laughs> yeah there is another element of this that i wanted to to talk about which isn't so much about working online and it's about having an interest that is mm -hmm. nerdy yeah. or niche like um but i want to talk about our final sponsor first please our last sponsor for this week's episode is Dash. Dash is a super cool website that lets you quickly create real-time custom dashboards. I actually first heard about these guys from sponsoring ATP a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, Dash is a great web app um, that allows you to get a visual overview of important data for your website, business, or even your life. It allows you to go out to different sources around the web, like Google Analytics, Twitter, GitHub, and loads more. Um, they have like the integration with the Y thing scale, um, just all these different different sources, and you can also pull in your own data. They have an API, so you can share data from Dropbox or other places on the web. You can create your own custom widgets as well. And what it allows you to do is pull all of these disparate data sources, analytics of some kind, or you can pull in like RSS feeds too. You can put them all into just one screen and create like a modern dashboard, you know? Like if you see like what Apple tried to do with dashboards or like if you go back far enough like to Confabulator, this is a modern version of that, lives in all in the web browser. It's really, really easy and simple to set up. But the main thing about it is, is it's pulling in different web data and allowing you to see it in a real beautiful 
and simple package. They have a really cool pricing model. It's very much like GitHub's if you're used to that. So everybody gets unlimited public dashboards so that you can share live data with the Dash community. Um, also, you can go into their Explore section and you can see what other people set up and shared with the world. So in other people that set up public dashboards, you can go in and get inspiration for them, which is kind of cool. But if you upgrade to their pro account, which is $10 a month, you can also get unlimited private dashboards as well. So these are the ones that only you will see and they're kept away from from everybody else and they're just yours so this is where I have a private dashboard where I have like our Google Analytics information um, I have uh, like the iTunes podcast directory charts in there as well um, and I have some stuff from Twitter I have RSS feeds and things like that so that's like my relay page but I mainly uh, keep it private because it's got our Google Analytics stuff in it so you know you don't necessarily want to share all that stuff with the world but Dash is currently running an awesome limited time promotion. If you sign up for a free account today at thedash.com, as T-H-E-D-A-S-H.com, you'll also get one private dashboard in addition to your free accounts and limited private dashboards. There's no credit card required. This private dashboard will be completely free and you'll keep it forever. So that's a fantastic offer. You should definitely just go and Try it out. There's nothing to stop you. And if you have any interest at all, you want to sign up now before this is only a limited time thing. So if you hear this show now, you want to go and do it straight away. So go to thedash.com and sign up right now. Thank you so much to Dash for supporting this week's episode of Analog and Relay FM. Thanks, guys. So I wanted to ask you about how people react to you when you tell them about the types of things that you're interested in. So like the other part of this is when people say to me, what are your podcasts about? I just say geeky things. <laughs> yeah. Because if I try and explain it, you know, okay, I have one about video games. I have one about pens. Yeah, believe it or not, it's about pens. Huh? <laughs> uh, and then I have like, you know, the, and I say, oh, we do them. So what typically people say is I say geeky things. People either go, okay, or they say, what about? I'd say technology news, talk about a bunch. Um, and there's, I have one where I interview creative people. And, and I kind of leave it at that. But when people ask you, what, what are your hobbies, Casey? And you tell them, like, do you tell them I am interested in computers? Like, how do you answer that question? Just in general, if you take the, the work part of it out. Um, if I wanted to, if I don't want to get into like a deep conversation with someone, like if it's someone I just met, what are my hobbies? Well, I really like college football. I really like uh, the NFL. I like to read a lot and I like to travel with Aaron. And that's probably where I'd leave it. Because oh, those are all, wow. So you don't even bring it in. Nope. Because those huh. are so much more approachable for a complete and utter stranger. Now, if it's someone, I, I, I can't think of a good example of why I would change my answer. But if it's someone that you think you're going to be invested in, like um, maybe you're going out to dinner with a group of friends and there's a new couple there. And this new couple everyone else really knows and really likes, but you've never met them. And so you and your girlfriend are, you know, kind of getting to know the, the couple. And then there's a, there's a good chance that these people are going to be in your world for a while. So then I would maybe go down the road of, well, you know, I really like football a lot. I like to travel a lot. I like to read a lot. And then I also um, kind of do this thing on the side where I have a podcast. Uh, and I don't know if you ever heard of that, but you know, it's got a radio show for the internet. And I, and I do that. I actually have a couple of them and uh, I really enjoy that. And that keeps me busy. Oh man, you have, your answer so much better than mine. <laughs> My answers are just so bad. So, okay. Like, 
Mike, we've not met. It's a pleasure to meet you. I really love your accent. Um, what What are your hobbies? What do you What do you do? What do you like to be known for? <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I uh, see. I say, oh, I don't know. I like music and movies, and you know, I kind of don't have too much of a uh, preference for either. You know, like I I like all kinds, which is a terrible answer in general. <laughs> And then I say, oh, I'm also, you know, I like quite nerdy things as well. Like, I'm a big Apple guy and I love technology and video games and stuff like that. That's about as good as it gets. I don't think that's bad. But it's terrible, though, because I usually don't even go with the movies bit. It's like, oh, I'm a big nerd. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's easier to say. It's easier to say now, though, like when I was growing up, I was like, I like computers. (laughs) well the thing is you want to give someone when you're having that like kind of awkward introductory conversation you want to give that other person something to play off of you know and that's why bringing up sports generally speaking especially i don't know how it is in the uk i would assume you guys really like or sport i should call it i I would assume you guys really like sport like f1 and and football and whatnot that was actually an honest stumble not even not even a deliberate stumble um so when I bring up, oh, I really like college football and I really like the NFL, oftentimes that can lead to, oh, who's your team? And then you can get a banter going. And then, you know, you can either decide you hate that person because they like the wrong football team or you like that person because they like either an OK or the correct football team. But, you know, it's giving them an opportunity to play off what you said. And that's why at least leaving a couple of specifics I find to be really good or you could even say that dropping the bomb of oh i'm a podcaster "Ah, what the what the heck does that mean you know it gives them it gives the conversation a way to carry on because the thing i hate the most about having a conversation with someone i don't know well is that awkward pause where neither of you really knows where to go from here but you know you can't just escape either at least the good thing is i'm not very good at uh answering questions but i've gotten pretty good at asking them the cheese, why? No, no real idea. I think it's just this thing. <laughs> so I can, I can get around it, and I can kind of be like, "Oh, here's some questions that I can ask you." So that that works pretty well for me. I found. Uh, so in in those scenarios, I'm able to kind of pull it back a bit, right? You know? Well, if there's anything that Aaron has ever taught me, is that the easiest way to carry a conversation on, and you just basically said the same thing, is to ask people about themselves. Because even the most unselfish people in the entire world are very comfortable, generally speaking, talking about themselves. And so that's why it's really easy to say, you know, oh, hey, I'm Casey. I'm interested in the NFL. Oh, really? What team do you like? Oh, well, I like the Giants. Who do you like? Oh, man, I'm a Redskins fan. I hate the Giants. Oh, really? Why are you a Redskins fan? And the next thing you know, now I'm figuring out, oh, well, I grew up around D.C. Oh, where around D.C.? Oh, I grew up near, I don't know, Tyson's Corner. Oh, Tyson's Corner is a traffic disaster. It's You're having a great conversation with yourself right now. Yeah, I'm exactly. enthralled. But you know what? But I'm, what I'm driving at is even just as something as simple as, hey, I really like the NFL, it's specific enough to give you a place to start from and general enough that almost anyone can pull from there. Because even if you're not an NFL fan or the person you're talking to isn't a football fan, they go, well, I don't really like the NFL, but man, I love baseball. And then you can get a banter going about, you know, you you see what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. none of this is really revolutionary or remarkable, but it's, 
it's just hard. And basically what I do is I give just enough information that it causes the person I'm talking to to respond in kind. And then I try to dive into their interests, which the way I described it sounds really terrible. But, um, but that's what I try to do. And I learned that trick from Erin because um, she's said to me on numerous times, and she's always right, and she's very good at it, that the best way to make conversation with someone you don't know well is to ask them about themselves. Some great advice from your lady wife. Yeah, she's a lot smarter than I am. I married way up. She's a little shorter than I am, but I still married way up. So I think that about ends it for this week. I think so. What do you think, Casey Liss? I think we're good. We'll be back next week for another episode of Analog. If you'd like to catch up with us, you can do so on Twitter. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and Casey is C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. That's Casey Liss on Twitter. Um, We have some show notes on the internet there at relay.fm slash analog slash 10. If you want to get in touch with us by email, there's a lovely little contact button on that page, and you can send us an email. Many people do, and they're fun to read through, so thank you for everybody that does send us stuff in. We read everything. We don't necessarily respond or read it on the air, but you can be rest assured that I read everything that we receive, and I know that Casey does the same. Absolutely. And thanks so much to our sponsors for this week. Uh, We have our friends over at lynda.com, Hover, and Dash. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye, guys.